0: Welcome back to the first team. I am Joe DeLeon. Joining me as always, my good friend and co-host Ryan Roberts. Today, we are going to be reacting to the top performers at day two of the Senior Bowl. Today, instead of approaching it the way that we did on day one, we had a ton to talk about. We broke down a ton of big names. Today, we're just going to be expanding that list. We're going to be sharing guys that maybe didn't get that same love on day one, but still did well and really built on their performances heading into day two. Ryan, I want to start us off talking about some of these defensive linemen. Um... I've got four here that I think that are just really having a really strong time. Lietu Latu from UCLA, not a surprising one. We knew that this guy was going to show up and do really well in these one-on-ones. I thought that Brandon Dorliss from Oregon showed us some great things. Uh, Adiza Isaac from Penn State is starting to really establish himself as maybe the better Penn State pass rusher. (laughs) And then the last one that we're going to talk about here, uh, David Robinson, the Missouri- Darius, Darius
1: Robinson. Robinson, jeez, David Sorry. Robinson, the the great uh, power forward for the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> in good,
0: in good company. Yeah. In good company. Darius Robinson, yeah. though, uh, I thought had a, a really just technically sound day rushing from a number uh, of alignments uh, during the one on ones. He's a he's kind of a freaky
1: dude, man. I was trying to look at the official measurements because I know it was over 34 inches. I know he's playing on the edge at over 280 pounds. I mean, Joe, we always talk about this, and it it sounds very strange to talk about as grown men on a podcast, but the kid on the hoof is just a physically impressive cat, man. I mean, like, he looks the part. He's the he's the first man off the bus type of dude, you know, the guy that's going to be standing at the front of the line and and taking you through the crowd and then when you kind of go face to face with the opponent for the first time you want him at the front line like he's that type of dude he really is funny enough I remember watching his 2022 film I didn't really like it that much because he was playing inside a whole lot more than on the edge and he just he just didn't really seem overly physical and a guy that could work at the point of attack and his hands kind of were just iffy like you always saw the athleticism you always saw the kind of some of the brute strength that he has but then in 2023 They moved into the edge full-time in Missouri and he just looks comfortable. And I think the coolest thing about him today was it was against somebody pretty good. I can't remember who it was. It was someone at right tackle, though. He worked to the upfield shoulder and made it appear that he was just going to hit a a speed to power conversion. Like he was going to stick his foot in the ground and go right down his chest. He kind of did a little shimmy worked back outside and then dipped and ripped and showed bend at 280 mm. plus pounds. That's like just rare, man. Like you just don't see that type of stuff. So this kid at 6'4 plus at 280 plus pounds with 34 inch arms, he could play outside as like a five tech. I think he could be a sub package rusher that works more inside at times, pretty scheme, diverse defensive lineman that has a lot of traits to work with.
0: Well, so that like, that's the really big thing. And I shared a, a clip on, on my Twitter for anyone who wants to check it. Um, he was rushing outside, obviously the whole whole time the past two days. But there was one rep he had against. Uh, he was lined up in like a, a you know a wide one against a center and really quick hands. I, I just think that a lot of times we get these one on ones and guys aren't super technically sound and they're kind of just trying to like Devondre Sweat's just trying to run everybody over and that you know that that's his plan. Uh, but to see that a guy of this size and length has the 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 quick hands and the thought processing and, and just the the quick awareness to know how to react in certain situations uh, to make that counter move from different alignments. It's really exciting. And I brought up Brandon Dorlis from Oregon. He was somebody at Oregon who, you know, we're going to see a reminder of it this week where at Oregon he was playing all the way out to a nine and then he was coming all the way down into a one technique and he's long enough and scheme diverse enough to play, um, a 3-4 defensive end or as a 4-3 uh defensive tackle like he's very yep. very well built and i think that both of those guys man that just the versatility you can get from uh, either of those players could be really advantageous to take either one of them on day 2.
1: Dorless is kind of a weird though guy though Joe because he's always been a guy that i was like you know i i Kind of assumed at some point in his Oregon career he would move inside full time, but I mean he's just always kind of stuck at the edge a little bit, a, 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 at least a, a decent clip at Oregon. This week I feel like especially early on in the week he was playing exclusively inside for a little bit. Mm. You know, just being a guy that's going to be rushed from the interior. I'm very interested to see what type of team likes him. Is he going to be a three four team? Is he going to be yeah. a team that likes to run a lot of four man? I'm I'm not really sure positionally how he where he ends up, but I do know. That he does have just a really nice profile at 270 plus pounds that can have alignment as a pass rusher. There's no doubt. Did you mention I I know we talked about him before the show, but I missed him if you mentioned him just kind of in your quick overview. Did we mention Eric Watts from UConn? Did you, did I, you wrote, I wrote I wrote him that
0: down and we talked about him yeah. a little bit yesterday, but th- yeah, there yeah. was that. there are a couple reps where man, his his power with his length is it's it's really exciting. The way that he's able to drive guys' chest back. I forget. Uh, The clip that I posted that he had, um, I forget who it was, but he completely just popped somebody's chest open and drove him. I think it was the Texas tackle that he just completely physically, yeah, Yeah. just outmatched that the hell out of him. Uh, I've I've loved watching Eric Watts. He's a guy that I knew that was on the RPM radar, but wasn't really on my draft uh, radar. That maybe is a day three guy. Bet online remains your top spot for all of your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL are all in full swing. Bet online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for fifty percent off your first deposit that is a 50 percent welcome bonus bet online where the game starts i think i mentioned briefly yesterday
1: but he was a guy that i really liked the 2022 film he had a really good game against michigan particularly in 2022 2023 just kind of disappeared a little bit and i think it was partly because uconn just wasn't a very good football team you know and i think that some guys just kind of went to the wayside and maybe lost a little bit of interest in the season but that kid with 35-plus-inch arms, with the 6'5 plus, with the 275 pounds or 274 pounds, whatever the heck he weighed in at, that kid has tools for days to work with. So I talked about mm. him yesterday, and I would just like to reiterate it again. He is my guy this year in mid to late day three. I want to take and I want to stash him on a team for a year or two and then see what he looks like in year three. I think that year three, this kid could be that guy. You know who he reminds me of a little bit for – I made a, a – comment on him. I, fr- I was writing it somewhere. I can't remember exactly where I, I wrote this down, but it was, it was somewhere. And I had said in the piece that Eric Watts remind me a lot of what new England would typically like as a defensive end yeah, under like what they've that. done. Doesn't he look like the wise a little bit? Like yeah. he, he could be Dietrich wise in that hmm. system. I think that there's a, a comp there, but that kid has outrageous power, incredible length. Those that those building blocks that he has are extremely interesting as a strong side defensive end in today's league.
0: Yeah, the Patriots notorious for taking late round guys and turning them into super productive rushers. So uh, yes. I definitely I definitely like that. That could be uh, exciting for new head coach Gerard Mayo if he ends up with, it, with Eric Watts. Two yep. offensive linemen I want to bring up. Ryan. Not sure if you have anyone else. Uh, Ryan Rosengarten, yep. Who Roger? He talked. Rod, Roger geez, man, Rod, I Ryan is a good first. Dude, it has been a long day for the amount of recordings that I've done, and I still have a radio spot and another recording after this. But um, nice. Roger Rosengarten, the Washington right tackle, as yep. we discussed, rough kind of finished of the season during the, the playoff, wasn't great. Uh, comes into the week, has a nice first day. And then today, I think there was starting to really be a building of, of buzz for him where just looks so steady. And I think that he's establishing himself as a really strong late day two guy that's going to be really steady. The other one I want to bring up, which I don't know if you're yeah. as excited about him as I am, but I posted a clip about uh, Satoa Luminea, the, uh, Luminea, the, the Utah uh, interior offensive lineman. Maybe he can play some tackle. I don't mm-hmm. think that this is a, a an early day 2 guy, probably more of a day 3 player, a stash player that could have a little bit of starting upside if you take him on day 3, but man, he not not didn't win every single rep, but there were a couple reps where he's really quick out of his stance and he does just a really good job mirror, mirroring and keeping guys in front of him and you, you kind of can see those, you know, the, those athletic tangibles for uh for a guy like Lom- Lomanea.
1: I, I heard your post was a, a
0: big hit man on a little a Shut young up. man named Cameron Rising. Uh, well, well the Utah the Utah football account retweeted it, too. yeah big oh, time Nice man. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually
1: have not watched him on film. I not I mean Senior Bowl, obviously I've seen him in the pe- in you know, just kind of working through the film, but I have not seen Utah film of Luminea, is that how you
0: pronounce it is, is, I think that, it's Lomanea. Lomanea's is Lomanea. is gonna go with yeah.
1: Yeah, so I haven't seen him yet. I'm excited because this is my favorite part of the draft process, Joe. There's always guys that show up to the Senior Bowl, and you're just like, I don't really know that much about that guy. I mean, like, there's hmm. b- there's a couple of like small school defensive backs particularly where I'm just like, I, I might need to go back and watch this kid a little bit. I, I don't know anything about him. So he Lomenea might be a guy that's on that list. I love the mention of Roger Rosengarten. That kid... <laughs> Joe, nothing he does is dominance, right? Like he's not a like a dominant presence in the fact that like, he's just going to drive dudes off the ball and just eliminate guys left and right. But what he does, he just wins reps, man. Like he just mm-hmm. wins. Like he just doesn't lose reps, it, even reps that he perceives to be, have lost quote unquote. He's a slow loser. Like, he he is a guy that just does not lose quick reps, which means that you're not giving up quick pressures, and that's going to buy you some time in the NFL. I think he's a starting right tackle very early on in his career. He even played some left tackle today, and I thought he looked yeah. very natural playing left tackle. Like, he's a starting offensive tackle regardless in the NFL. Quick shout-out, Isaiah Adams. Don't want to go super in-depth on him, yes. because I know we're on a little bit yes. of a side crunch, but I think Isaiah Adams, the offensive guard for Illinois that had, was forced to play outside at right tackle a lot this year for the Illini, Good film in twenty twenty two inside exclusively, and I think that that kid is just solidly just stacked a couple good days, man. No one talks much about Isaiah Adams, but I think he's been pretty dang good for the uh, for his squad over the first couple of days of the senior bowl.
0: Yeah, Adams again another one of those guys. It's like not not super sexy, like not like you're watching no. him. You're like it's not like Christian Haynes where you're like, you know, he's he's kicking so much butt he's starting fights, kind of a deal. And uh, it's not like uh, you know Gabe Hall who's. You know, blowing past people like we're seeing in these one on ones, Um, just getting his job done. And I also, to bring up, to round out Rosengarten, feels like what we had last year with Matt Bergeron, where where Bergeron just showed some really good stuff physically, but just was doing enough to consistently win the reps. And you never really heard anything bad about him, which usually means the guy had a pretty good week. It kind of gives me that, you know, that similar vibe.
1: I'm telling you, man, he's Mitchell Schwartz. I'm telling you this right now. I'm not going to say he's going to be a perennial all pro like like our perennial pro bowler like Mitchell Schwartz, but Mitchell Schwartz was one of those guys that right tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns just didn't lose reps, man. Like he just won reps. It wasn't yeah. violence. It wasn't dominant. It wasn't sexy, whatever you know, hyperbole you want to use, but he just won, and he was just a really good overall football player, man. Big fan. Big fan of Roger Rosengarten.
0: Two skill position players. I uh, wanted to bring up uh, Brevin Spanford, yep. the tight end from Minnesota, six foot seven. He's freakishly huge. Not like a twitched up athlete. Not like Theo Johnson, like we talked about. But I thought that we started to kind of see what you get with a long, tall tight end like that, where he can he can yep. extend, he can take the ball out of the air, he can use his frame to to really box guys out and keep them off of him. So I, I liked Brevin Spanford, and then um, Xavier Leggett was really kind of hung out to dry the first day. And we talked about this yesterday where we didn't say he had a bad day, but it just felt like something was off. And part of it was because the balls that were thrown to him weren't great and his reps just weren't like as clean as they could have been. But I wasn't really worried. And today that I, I really felt that Xavier Leggett, the South Carolina wide receiver, had a much better day that I feel a little bit more more comfortable with him, and i'm not i'm not I wasn't worried, but like now I'm not even really thinking about him in a negative light at yeah. all like i'm I'm just kind of moving on and thinking like okay, Xavier like it did did what he needed to do and i'm I'm keeping him where he's at. I know he was a guy that
1: we both had on our list for today because I thought that Xavier Leggett had a much better day than he did day one. I thought day one, there were a little, look, let's call it it is quarterback play might have been up and great, but he struggled a little bit in day one. Like I think he was a little bit slow getting out of breaks and just being snappy at the top of routes today because he's a, he's a, he's kind of a, not super tall. I mean, he's actually sub six one, but like, he's a thickly built outside receiver that isn't going to be the most di- dynamic as far as getting in and out of breaks he's just a little bit of a longer leg guy but regardless he looked more explosive getting out of breaks yeah. he looked more decisive with his movements today he was able to create more separation than he was day one and he got a lot of catchable passes and he made the plays and he had made one really nice play on a back shoulder I forget yes. who the quarterback was that threw him but like it was a really nice adjustment in the air this kid has that big body frame He's got good body control and he's an after catch dynamo, right? And so I think that those things start to show themselves a little bit more today. And this is what you want to see during senior bowl week day one. Cool. If you have a great start, that's, that's fine. That's awesome. But ultimately you are judged based upon, did you improve day two? Did you improve day three? The improvement throughout the week is what NFL evaluators really want to see. And you saw a massive improvement from day one to day two for Xavier Leggett.
0: Last player I want to hit on before we wrap here, Ryan. Um, (laughs) Javon Bullard from Georgia, which we brought yeah. up. The safety class that's been here is talented, but I feel like hasn't really flashed a whole lot. But Bullard, sure. and I threw this out yesterday, kind of feels like a guy who could be a Brian Branch-esque where some teams maybe don't know how to value him, but the team that takes him somewhere on day two is going to get just a really good nickel corner slash safety that is going to play multiple spots is going to come down and cover guys in the slot is going to be able to maybe cover over the top or a portion of the field over the top. I I think that Bullard is just a really, really clean football player. And I said this last year with Christopher Smith, draft a Georgia defensive back, man, and you're not going to regret it. You're going to get a pretty good football player for the most part. The floor uh, tends to be moderately high unless it's Keely Ringo.
1: I, I, have, I have maintained this that I think Javon Bullard is probably the best nickel in this class, I think. I mean, there's a yes, couple guys that are yes. in that conversation, but he's a ready-made guy. Like year one, you could start him at nickel and you're going to have a solid starter, maybe even a plus starter near one. Now, he also brings the diversity that I think he can play some safety because he's so smart and he's active and he's pretty physical. Despite not being the biggest body guy of all time, like he will come up. And he'll stick you. He'll put his nose down in the run game. So I really like a lot of what Javon Bullard has brought to the field. A couple quick mentions just on defensive side of the ball uh, from a defensive back perspective as well. I thought Cam Kitchens, I saw him a lot more yesterday than I did day one. I didn't really notice Cam Kitchens a lot. Today... There were a couple of plays when he was in man-to-man in the slot. They actually brought him down a ton in the one-on-ones. I thought he looked pretty good, man. I thought he looked loose and pretty good in and out of breaks, so I was was good to notice him a little bit more on day two compared to day one. And then, hey, man, I know we talked about him in the before the week started. I know we talked about him yesterday, but – Quignon Mitchell again Joe like just again dude is just he's the best defensive back in mobile all right we're I we're are. glazing it we're look. we're
0: glazing him a little too much yeah. we're glazing him just like a little <laughs> too much no, it's been <laughs> fantastic uh, I, know, days, I know I know I I feel like I feel like we're, uh, like I had here's, fatigue. A here's a claim I had fatigue would, would today of, of talking yeah. about him in a good way I was like I'm like should I post more Quignon Mitchell clips I feel ridiculous doing it but what were you going to say, go been, ahead and a claim he through two
1: days, I'm going to make a claim and we can end the podcast off of you disagreeing or agreeing with it through two days. Quinn. Mitchell has been the most dominant football player on either team. Yes, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, so, He has been the best football player at the senior bowl in one of the most talented senior bowl classes that we've ever had more than the a yes. Latu more consistently dominant, more than Leah Tulatu, yeah. Talise Fuaga, Gabe Hall, Michael Hall Jr., Jackson Powers Johnson, all these guys that we've talked about, he has been the most consistently dominant. So I'm excited yeah. to see what happens with him. That kid's a first-round pick. You heard it here yep. a while ago. You heard it here, not now, but we talked about this months ago at Joe DeLeon at Rise and Draft. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Make sure you subscribed. You're subscribed and we will be back with our day three recap and full recap later on this week.